0: To the Hollywood Pipeline Podcast, I am Dax Holt, and I am joined by Mister Hair himself, Adam Glenn. How are you, sir? Is my hair looking
1: crazy today? It looks what?
0: good, oh. dude. It looks pretty sweet today. I'm not gonna lie.
1: You know what? I was out pretty late last night. I um, I was out late last night. I just, I got some thick hair, man. What about your hair? You got good hair too.
0: I listen, my hair is my thing, so I better not go bald one day. I'm gonna be pissed.
1: Gonna Did be real... you? I have to ask you. As a fan of you and your work and seeing you over the years, did, were you a natural blonde or what do you do to your hair? Well, I,
0: this is my hair color. This, it's like dirty blonde, but I used to highlight it. They always made fun of me at TMZ because I would get the like blonde highlights in it to like bring it out a little bit. So I was, they, they made so much fucking fun of me at the show. Like everyday highlights, Dax, blonde Dax, whatever. It was my thing though.
1: You know, I had a uh, name drop. I had uh, I was out last week with David Spade. Oh
0: I just saw his his new show by the way.
1: Yeah, it's good, it's funny. Yeah. Um he's, he's so funny. Uh and I was out with him last week and he's got great hair. And it's wondering like you know, Howard Stern says he doesn't color his hair. I just wonder what these people in Hollywood take to have such good thick hair. What do you know anything? Give any advice you can help me out so I could. <laughs> I did hear that I read an article but David Beckham does a like a shampoo that thickens his hair. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I was I'm curious about that stuff. I mean I have thick hair, but I wanna I wanna get older when I get older I wanna have some good healthy hair. I don't know if are you familiar with that background? Dude,
0: I, I think your hair looks pretty good. I mean how, how your mom's dad. Did he have hair? Does he have hair?
1: Yes. It definitely thinned out a little bit, but he had hair.
0: Okay, so I think you're good then.
1: So I'm fine. It's just genetics. That's yeah. It.
0: It's genetics. It's listen. You're not going to be able to change everything. And a lot of these rich people, I think that they're going and they're getting extra procedures done. They they can afford to have wonderful hair their entire life, where other people can't. I mean, look at John Travolta. God, that guy's got some great hair, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> so weird. It's so interesting. But it's like I feel like in L- L.A. There's so many different. Things that people do. I feel like their whole life it's just going to different things to make them look good. Not yeah. even just plastic surgeons. It's like, I'm going to some energy doctor to getting HGH in my face. Like, I, you know, people like Rob H, Lowe. Did you say and,
0: HGH in your face?
1: Yeah, that's so again, I don't know about this. It's my, I might have to say the word allegedly, but there's some people like Brad Pitt and Rob Lowe that they have like these strong facial muscles. And that's why I was told that they get some. Again, this is what I've heard. I don't, I don't have any proof to it, but through conversational people, that people like you know the Rob Lowe, the Brad Pitt's, um, their, their faces. is – I don't know if it's fillers or what it is to make their face feel a lot stronger. So that's why Rob Lowe has like a strong chin and just kind of – have you heard anything like that? No, I like... I've
0: never – I'm fascinated. I've never heard of anything like this. Oh. But I mean, <laughs> listen, getting HGH into your facial muscles – Again, to bulk I, them it, up, inject some creatine into your chin.
1: I like it. I, I might as well. But uh, dude, things have been good in New York lately. It's been crazy uh, in New York.
0: Actually, no, I take that back. By the way, can we can we go back to the fact that? All right, so how did your night go with David Spade? I like how you just kind of like said he uh, had great hair after hanging out. But, no, that's so what,
1: so. <laughs> uh,
0: what did you guys do?
1: We just had lunch. We had lunch. We're, he's a bud. We had lunch and. Uh, you know, he, whenever he comes to New York, he always makes time for me, and uh, which is, I'm very appreciative of, but I'm a fan of his, and we became friends, and we just kind of talk. We just hang, like, you know, and he's got a new show on Comedy Central out, so he was in New York doing the press runs for his new show, and it's, um, you know, it, we, he's on, he's very honest with me. Like, it's, it's a lot of work, you know, yeah. like, you think, like, these guys go to this show, people don't realize how much work is involved, and he wants to make this show as good as possible, and – he has to himself go and ask people a lot of favors. So you know, like, hey, can you do my show? Can you get, will you be a guest on my show? Can you do this? Can you do that? It's it's a lot of work when you're even as a big star. He's busting his ass. Yeah, um, he was great, man. The he's show is really like edgy. Uh, I was
0: watching it. They're doing some jokes that you can't normally get away with on, you know, on TV, and
1: they're they're pushing the limit. I think it's good. It's fun. I mean, it's. It's a tough time for a show because he's following Trevor Noah at The Daily Show, so they're trying to, you know, it's a good lead-in. And you know, Spade's one of those guys where he's such a, he has like a cult fan base. We grew up on David Spade, so you hope those people tune in for him. And I'm curious if the younger people know who David Spade is. If younger demographics know who David, if they're Joe Dirk fans, Saturday Night Live fans. I mean, he's so talented. He's so good. He's so funny. So, I'm rooting for him. So far, I've seen two episodes. There's only been two episodes so far. Each show's been good, and uh, he's just the man. He's just had such great stories because he's so he's so well liked in Hollywood. Everyone in L. A. is like has uh, some has hung out with him, and they, everyone has good things to say. He's just such a fun hang, and he loves show business. He loves Talking about show business, he loves hearing stories. He he loves that stuff. Speaking of that, I, I, I'm going to reach out to Lauren
0: Sivan. You know who Lauren Sivan is? I do know Lauren. She, her she La- was on one of his first episodes. I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to her. I want to get her on the podcast because I feel like she's just got great stories. She's super famous herself. I want to try to get her on this podcast. Um, what is
1: the story? How did she become? Famous, or kind of not famous, but like kind
0: well, of. I I know her from her days at like Fox LA. She was a reporter anchor for Fox LA, and we became friends back then. And then, uh, and then she also did a radio show with Dr. Drew at KBC, and so I've talked to her a couple times. And and then she was also at the forefront of the Harvey Weinstein case. Remember, she was the also whistleblower. Did- so, but right. she was one of the she was one of the she's original. the first one. She was the first one. Crazy. So she came forward, and then um, yeah, and I, I just I've seen her pop up everywhere. She just did the like drunk history episode. Yeah. She did the David Spade show. So she's just kind of one of those people that does a little bit of everything. I want to get her on here because I bet she's got some great
1: stories. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's uh, I would try to get Spade on, but I know he's busy right now, filming the show four days a week, and it's. Dude, it's a lot of work. People don't realize, like Jimmy Fallon gets to the show around 10.30, 11 a.m. usually. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't leave until probably about 6.45 every day. So, I mean, that's not a quick day. He's putting in work. You know, It's not like you just show up and do the show and leave. Like, it's a long day. Colbert gets there early in the morning. Apparently, Colbert gets even earlier. Right. Letterman was the same thing. Letterman would work about 14 hours a day on his show. Well, that, yeah. that makes
0: sense. Why Letterman grew out his beard and like ran off to Saint Barts because he did that for so many freaking years, and he just wanted to like chill now. So I bet, I bet his "I need no introduction" or my next guest needs no introduction. It's he's probably like, I just want to do this once a week. I don't want to do this every day. I you know I don't want to put as much time into it as I was before because you probably
1: have no life at that point. Yeah. Well, t- you know what, Dax? I wanted to ask you: Has you? He- of all the celebrities you've met over the years, who has been the biggest disappointment? And I'll I'll start off. Okay. And to talk about late-night hosts, I'm going to say James Corden. Um, really? I was like, yeah. James Corden to me was a guy who I was really looking forward to meet. I was excited to him. And it, it, maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was me. Maybe my expectations were so high. I wanted him to like perform, and I kind of told him how much I enjoyed what he was doing. And he just couldn't. He just didn't – it was just very blah to him. He's like, oh, th- thanks so much. Like he was just very – just didn't seem comfortable in the conversation. I didn't ask him for anything really. It was just kind of talking to him and he just – and again, it, was it him? Probably not. But I was just kind of really like, man, it just – you want him to be James Corden. He's not – like when you meet Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon is Jimmy Fallon. He's just like – which I feel bad for him because I feel like he thinks he needs to perform for you. And he's like, oh, hey, it's Jimmy Fallon. I'll jump on your back real quick, you know? Yeah. But uh, – and I've met Colbert. Colbert is a like kind of a nice guy. I've met Letterman. Letterman's actually very nice. He's cool. He's like Letterman. He, Kimmel is just like you expect Kimmel. But James Corden was not James Corden, and I was just kind of like, ah, oh, just nothing, nothing like the guy you see on TV every night.
0: Interesting. I think I think mine would have been Hayden Panettiere, and I think just because at the point where I met her, Heroes was like the biggest show on TV. She was the star of the show. I met her at like this backstage at this VH1 show and I was so excited to meet her and it just was such like a flop like she knew she was the biggest star in the room at that point and so she she was just not as kind or as like exciting, you know, she was just kind of like kind of blowing everyone off and maybe i just met her at a bad moment but it was a letdown moment for me because i was excited to meet her and i think that like what you've said in the past with like shack and how he takes every moment and like shakes people's hands and give them that smile so that they remember that moment for the rest of their life and they become a fan for life she didn't give me that that moment and from then on i was just like oh no you know it like let me down so much i was like ah
1: now i'm not a big a fan but well, I feel like when that happens, and it's happened to me multiple times, it's hard to watch their shows. It's hard to watch their movies. Like Ryan Reynolds has never been that nice to me. He's never been warm to me. Really,
0: I've been some,
1: you know, and but, I. Actually, but is that as a is that as a paparazzi on the street, or just Adam, or what? Both, both. Both, and I have a tough time watching Ryan Reynolds movies. Because I've had such a bad experiences. Oh,
0: then I hope I never run into him because I love him so much that I don't want to have a bad
1: experience. <laughs> it's, it's tough. I, I'm, I'm curious because Ryan Reynolds is kind of an interesting guy. He obviously married to Blake Lively, but you wonder if he's been a tough guy to work with on sets. Cause I feel like he was this guy in Hollywood after Van Walder, like who's this guy, you know, not like Van Walder was a great movie, but people loved Van Wilder. They loved the character. And he was so good at it. He was a good-looking guy. He was witty. He was funny. He was charming. Yeah. And then he started to get roles in like, Just Friends and uh, a few other movies, that movie with Sandra Bullock, where he was this charming type guy. But I feel like he – I don't know if he was that charming in person or maybe that charming on sets because I felt like his career might have kind of turned a little bit and just didn't really go nuts – didn't go too crazy for him. Do you agree – like I feel like – I don't know maybe he was difficult on set because I feel like he kind of slowed off until Deadpool. Then Deadpool, which he kind of really got going, then that kind of switched him a little bit and made – he became a superhero that was a superhero mixed with a little bit of Van Wilder, a witty, funny type guy. You
0: mean Green Green Lantern didn't do it for him? (laughs) (laughs) People don't talk about Green Lantern. (laughs) No? No. Uh, You know, I I don't know. I guess I've never – I've never heard bad stories about him. Um, but I, I got to imagine there was probably a, a very frustrating few years of his life where he did come out in Van Wilder. He was huge, you know, and then it just kind of like kind of disappeared for him. And I would say that that can't be easy for an actor. Like you've got this momentum going behind you. You're becoming a big star. And then it just kind of
1: like flattens out. That's how Yeah. Have you had any celebrities that you've met? And you really weren't familiar with the work, but after you met them, they were such cool people. You were like, man, I'm a fan of this person. I'm going to so, take their side.
0: So this is funny, but I would say a person
1: that going into it, I had I was, convinced actually, myself. hold on. I, wait, hold on. Before I even go in, okay. I, want to, I want to guess who it is because I feel like maybe I'm going to guess that we share a similar thing on it. Can okay. I guess? So
0: let, let me. Let me set it up. So okay. going into it. I had preconceived notion about this person. I, w- I was like, this person is not going to be cool. This person has been famous for a very long time, but like, this is gonna just going to be a flop. And it, the experience was going to be a flop, is what I thought. Should, can I say if it's a guy or girl? Does that help you out at all?
1: Um, no. Well, you can't. Sure.
0: So, so it's a girl. Okay. And so she I'm comes sure. in. She comes in and... Hold
1: on, stop. I'm and stopped, I friend. was
0: blown away. Blown away. All right, ready? Yep.
1: Farrah Abraham.
0: No, but she's oh. a good one. She's a good oh, one. Oh, man. I was very impressed with Farrah Abraham. But this was at TMZ. And she came in and hosted for a day. Do you know who? Chrissy Teigen. No, she was awesome. But not her. Because Chrissy Teigen, I, her coming in, I already knew she was going to be awesome. This is someone that like i said a preconceived notion that i did not think was going to be cool and it ended up being amazing we ta- I, you actually no, I, just mentioned a movie she was in like three minutes ago
1: okay not a, green lantern
0: ryan um, reynolds movie
1: tara reed yes tara
0: mother Reid. reed she i i i was like oh this is gonna be horrible she came in coolest girl she was so amazing, so fun, funny. She was just ripping on everyone in the office, and I loved every second of it. And I, from that day forward, I was like, I'm a fan of Reese. I don't care what people have to say about her. I don't care about her past or anything. Like, she won me over that day.
1: What was it about her? Was she just fun? Was she, she cool? She did she you, was just, would this, she, you know, does she get the joke?
0: Yeah, she was just, she was fun. She's in on the joke. She understands, like... You know she may not be the biggest star on the planet but like that's okay and i think the joke that stands out to me the most is she walks in and she's in front of you know everyone at tmz and she's like wow i just walked through the parking lot and like you guys are on syndication like 14 times a day and all there is is a bunch of honda civics and priuses in the in the parking lot what the fuck is going on around here
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, it's, it's so right too,
0: but it's so funny. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard because she was just like ripping on everyone. It was great, but I don't know. She was just cool. She she did not run out of there. She took time to like sit and like talk to people afterwards, and you know, just say, "Oh, I've you know, I've watched TMZ over the years. It's cool to meet you guys in pe- in person. I really had a good time with her."
1: Interesting. I uh, yeah, it's weird. But why didn't like what you you know you've been in newsrooms why didn't things take off for her like why was she kind of shunned a little bit by Hollywood maybe it looked I, at like a joke i think i think she got too famous
0: too young and got into the wrong crowd i think it's kind of the same thing as lindsay lohan because those girls are very talented they really are but i think that they got too much into the party world and unfortunately when you are such a hard partier and the world knows it then you start missing out on job opportunities because people don't want to hire you because they see the party side of you, not the hardworking side of you. And if you see that all over the front cover of TMZ every night, how you are out until two in the morning, how are you gonna trust that person to be on your movie?
1: Sure, you're you're taking out millions of dollars and they're investing in the movie, they're investing in you. And it kind of sucks for them because I'm sure there's a lot of people that were just doing the same exact thing. However, at the time, they started when cameras started coming out more and more, yeah. and exposing a lot more Hollywood. And the cameras really changed the way people partied in Hollywood. And, and I I'm think now that the celebrities in Hollywood, they don't even go out to the clubs. All yeah. they do is like rent mansions and have these parties, and that's really what it is now. They have these high-end type parties now with a no phone policy, just because people can't enjoy and be themselves. Well, I think I
0: think that's the difference between like, let's say. Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton was that Paris had all of her side gigs going, her fashion, her fragrances, her all this other stuff that wasn't affected by her going out and partying at night. Like there was no one going to fire her because she owns her own company. Whereas Lindsay, her career was making movies, making TV shows, and she had to be hired by someone. So that's why. Paris runs a billion dollar empire at this point and Lindsay Lohan is in Mykonos.
1: Yeah. And it people forget, and I think I said told you this before, Lindsay Lohan is an amazing actress. She's so good. She was so good at the role she played. However, now you can't see Lindsay Lohan in a role. You don't see the character she's playing. You see Lindsay Lohan, and I think that's a tough time for producers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I mean you booker. But you know, I my guest for you was Farah Abraham.
0: Yeah, she was great too. She was shocked Dude, me.
1: She was cool. She was on time. You know, she came on our podcast. She's like, she's
0: more professional than I would have ever thought.
1: So professional, so smart, so intelligent, so sweet, so nice, um, very honest, very open. And I got nervous. I was like, okay, Farah, we're gonna do this podcast at two o'clock and you know Eastern time, blah, blah blah. And she was there waiting for us before we were even ready. I was like, whoa, fair. like I thought I was going to have to start finding you. And then when she came on, she was an open book and she gets the joke and it's a business tour. She does very well and people trash her. I'm like, you know what? What? Because she's a mom who did a sex tape. Yeah, I guess it's easy to make fun of that. But you know what? The one thing I have to say is she's going to have to explain to her daughter, not us. And that's her job. However, her daughter is being set up with a good life. They're, they're, they're monitoring. They're, she makes a lot of money. They travel the world. The door becoming a brand in her way. Um, and you have to respect someone who's so honest, you yeah. know, through the good times and bad times. I mean, listen, she's made a lot of bad decisions, but, you know, she made uh, lemonade out of lemons. It's, uh, I don't know, is that the thing? Lemonade, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I so. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> you got you to you respect it, you know. It's, um, you have to respect it
0: yeah no i agreed 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 I, I was i was thinking the other day like just who who out of all like we've met a lot of celebrities right we know a lot of we've run into a lot of celebrities, but I'm thinking who would i actually want to be friends with out there and like yeah would you want to be friends who would you really want to be friends with? with because there's so many people that yeah they they are they're cool on television but like are they cool in real life who would you want to be friends with?
1: Because, like,
0: I I guess that came up because I'm like, oh, is really cool. But, like, I I don't know if I could be friends with her because she she is almost, like, such an open book that I'd be like, oh, my God, I don't know if I can handle this in real life.
1: Yeah. No, I – well, when I asked you that question of which celebrity that really impressed you, I was going to say – and this kind of goes into this question. um, A person I wasn't really familiar with was Michael Buble. He's one of those guys you always saw him on TV – you know, like, yeah, he was cool, he was fun, but I didn't know his music. I never heard yeah. it. And then I met him on the street, and he couldn't have been any nicer. He was so cool, so charismatic, so fun and funny and nice and normal that I went home and I was like, man, I'm going li- to support this guy. I'm going to listen to his music. And I start to like his music, and I like the music even more because he's a good guy. So I enjoy listening to him. And then all of a sudden, I kind of like him as a person. He's just a nice, good guy. Like, he goes above and beyond, and it's it's not an act. It's so, genuine. So
0: Michael Buble would be your, your bestie?
1: I would like to become friends with – I mean, listen, he's the most powerful guy in Hollywood. He's got a very good career. Um, he's a guy who I – I don't know. He, wh- okay. So who would I want to be my bestie? i probably have to say – it's going to be cliche, but I'm reaching for the stars a little bit. I'm going to go hard. I'm going to go big. I'm going to say Brad Pitt. I feel like that really? guy. Yeah, you know why? I feel like Brad Pitt can really hang. I think he's really fun and cool, and we haven't even been able to find out who the real Brad Pitt is. Okay. It's mine, mine, mine. odd, hanging out, like women, guy's guy, likes girl. Yeah, like what does Brad Pitt do all day?
0: I have no idea. But that, exactly. I guess that's why I wouldn't pick him because I don't know. He's like a cool guy. I don't know what he does, so maybe that's why I wouldn't choose him as my best friend because I like, I feel like he's too like reclusive. They'd be like, I wanna like hang out. Who so who would yours be? Oh um, my easy. John Mayer.
1: Alright, you just beat me. John Mayer, hundred percent. John Mayer, I would put it in that thing, but Hey, don't steal my best friend. John's I my know, best friend. you know what is? John Mayer's changed from when
0: Ten years ago. No, like, John Mayer, no, John Mayer hasn't changed. He just isn't as open with the public as he was before. But I think he's still the same funny, cool-ass guy as he was ten years ago, but he's like not hamming it up for the cameras because it's bitten him in the ass too many times.
1: The best part is, though, people shit on him for all that stuff. I thought it was fantastic. Like, Why was he considered an asshole? I, I thought he looked great. I thought he was awesome.
0: I thought he like, was great, too.
1: He's so funny. He's so funny. I saw John Mayer perform last week. Would you was... stop
0: kissing his ass? He's my best friend, not yours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I saw your best friend perform live at Madison Garden last Thursday. Um, so he did a show last week. I went, and he's so great live. Um, I miss, like, I used to see him in New York all the time. He used to hang out at the comedy cellar all the time. His friends, with all the comics jump on stage. I know he still loves comedy and he's so talented. He's so funny and sucks because people like to shit on him. And it's like, for what? For funny? I think he fun. just has become one of those people that his name, like
0: you can shit on him and people laugh and they just feed off it. Not that they don't like him, but that they feel that he's an easy punchline for a joke. Does that make sense? Like, I like, I, like I look at Kim Kardashian. She's one of those people that You can throw out her name and joke about it and everyone will just kind of like agree whether or not they actually truly like
1: her or not. It's just an easy punchline. I agree. And it's – um. so I was at John Mayer last week. I went to the concert. I think John Mayer is so talented. The one thing I do hate, it's not him. It's not his music. It's not his humor. I hate his fans. He's got the worst fans. Why? Because you go to these concerts and it's probably about ninety percent chicks. No, I shouldn't say about eighty percent chicks. Good looking crowd, but they're like I think he's such a great musician, he plays a guitar, and they're like, Woo, woo! And they're not there for the music, they're there because they think he's hot. And it's like, man, this guy is so talented, so it bothers me. And they're just so you know, I don't know. It's it just really, really irks me.
0: <laughs>
1: That's so random. <laughs> such yeah. a random
0: thing to hate is like screaming girls
1: in the crowd dude it's so weird have you ever <laughs> had any cool experiences at a rock star concert like what's your coolest experience at, like as a rock, you know during like, a concert like meeting people or what yeah like me like have you ever been with a celebrity like went on their list to a concert um i think one of the coolest ones so like i remember
0: going to the vh1 rock honors in vegas Years ago when TMZ first started up. And it was cool because it was such big rock bands. Like, it was KISS. It was... God, who else was there? Um I can't even remember at this point. But I remember, like, seeing KISS in person. I was just, like, shocked because they're larger than life. And seeing, like, Gene Simmons backstage. and But, like, being backstage and meeting Cameron Diaz and Robin Williams and... Like all these famous people were backstage, and I thought that was a really cool moment for me because it was like early in my career, so I'd never seen someone like Cameron Diaz in real life. And then she was like standing right next to me, hanging out. That was really fun.
1: That's awesome. That's. Did you talk to them or Hart? Oh, you...
0: Hart was also performing. Um, can't remember who else. Yeah, I mean, I I took photos with everyone backstage. Natasha Henstridge was there. Jillian Barbary was, like, introducing me to random people. It was really fun. <laughs> yeah, that's cool.
1: That's pretty cool. Mine was um, Dave Matthews' band. And okay. um, this was pretty awesome. I saw Dave Matthews' band perform in Brooklyn. I became friends with one of the guys in the band. And uh, I don't know when we get into the guy's name, but whatever. I became friends with one of the guys in the band. And invited me to the show. So I went to the show. I said, yeah, you know, great piece of band. And then all of a sudden, his assistant came and got me during the encore. I said, "Hey, he wants to. Someone in the band, not Dave, but someone else in the band wants to see you. You know, after the show, come with me." I'm like, "All right, cool. Why not? Awesome." I'm Barkley Center. It's sold out. Dave Matthews Band, and they brought me backstage. And all of a sudden, they're like, "Thank you. Good night." And all of a sudden, the band comes like running off the stage, and it's one of the guys in the band. It's like, Adam. I'm like, "Yo, what's up, dude?" He's like, "Come on." He's like sweaty, and uh, he's got a bunch of like joints on in his hands and, and i'm like whoa and he's like yeah everyone likes to throw like their weed on the stage after the concert i'm the only one who kind of picks up and smokes it i was like hell yeah up, right? and so we pick up you know we get on. so he's like come on and each person dave matthews band has their own tour bus so he goes come on let's go on the bus so i go on the tour bus and it was me and my uh, ex-girlfriend at the time and um we're sitting on the tour bus they're playing you know like we're just talking hanging out And there's like a pizza there and we wound up smoking so much pot. Like he's got every contraption. We get insanely high and we're on the tour bus hanging out. I'm like, this is so random. Like this is my favorite band. I'm smoking pot with this guy in the Matthews band. And all of a sudden he goes, Adam, want to do something? I go, yeah, let's do this. He goes, all right. He goes on his Twitter and he goes, hey, fans, if you want, I want to meet everyone. Meet me at this random corner in Brooklyn. And it's like, and I'm like. Oh my God. So, we're like, all right. So, we take his tour bus out to this random corner in Brooklyn. And we get to that corner in Brooklyn. There's about 300 people there just, ah, just screaming at the tour bus. And all of a sudden, we look out the, the window. We're like, holy shit, there's 300 people at this random corner. It's like one in the morning in Brooklyn. Uh, and we're like, what we? so, I'm like, dude, let's go out and say hi to the fans. He goes, no. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, no, let's get higher. I'm like, uh, okay. (laughs) So we ended up smoking more weed. And I'm fucking out of my mind. Wait, so he never met the fans? No. We wound up just smoking an extra joint. And then we finally came out like 15 minutes later to say hi to the fans. And he stayed outside and met the fans and said hi, took photos and autographs with everyone for basically about two hours. Like, met them, took photos with them, autographs. Like, literally spent his time with them to, like, meet everyone for two hours from Random Corner, Brooklyn. And then he gave me a ride home on the tour bus.
0: Well that sounds a lot like my VH1 Rock Honors story. Yeah. They're very similar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here i like, i sitting well, here being excited I saw Cameron Diaz and Chris Angel and you like actually had a, a moment. Awesome. Thanks for trumping my like, story.
1: It was really like my almost famous moment. It really was. <laughs> so let me ask you, Dax, a lot of, after my marijuana story. Um a lot of news stories going on in Hollywood right now. What story intrigues you the most? What's the one story that you can't get out of your head?
0: No, I mean, I think I'm interested in this ASAP Rocky thing. I just think it's, you know, him being incarcerated over in Sweden, I think, is an interesting story because there's all this video footage, like you know, like, it's weird because it seems like he's not at fault, but yet Sweden is holding him captive and... You know, whether or not, you know, the, the, where the video started. it seems like he's trying to defuse the situation and then gets involved. But, I, like, there's video of, like, the bodyguard punching the guy and yet the bodyguard's not incarcerated. So, I don't know. I don't know if this is just a move on Sweden's part to keep this going. I, I don't know. It's, it's a weird story. It's, um, do you have
1: a theory on it?
0: No, I mean, I think that... You know, I I get that maybe they've, they arrested him and now they're like, well, we need to, we need to follow through with putting him through a trial so that we don't look like we're giving up. You know, now they've got uh, pressure from Trump to release him, Kim Kardashian, Kanye, all these celebrities pushing to have him released. So maybe they feel like we're this deep, we got to keep going forward and let the judge, or judges, I think they have multiple judges in, in Sweden, um either say he's guilty or not guilty. But I just feel like there's so much video evidence that kind of shows that maybe it, it wasn't his fault and that maybe these guys were pushing too hard and that it was self-defense. I don't know. I mean, it's it's tough to say. Maybe I'm not seeing all the footage, you know? Maybe there's more that they have that hasn't been released that shows that he was more of an aggressor. Um, but I think that, like... I don't, I don't think Donald Trump even knew who ASAP Rocky was before tweeting about him i think that kim kardashian called up the white house and trump was probably like oh this is a good publicity move for me to you know advocate for the african american community and let's go for it and so
1: put out a tweet yeah and listen it's a smart move on trump's part but uh it's it's interesting what's happening with him because how he bounces back from this i mean in some ways i'm like if this Dude, happened, this then, is the it, best publicity
0: ever for him. So Are you good. kidding I mean, me? look
1: what happened to Extension. I mean not extension. I'm sorry, not Extension. Um 21 Savage. Twenty one Savage, you know, gets the whole uh, ICE treatment, and then all of a sudden he comes back and like he's just a good guy now, and it changes his whole image and people start to feel for him. So I think, does it suck Yes, but bigger not, than that, like
0: ASAP Rocky, yes, already a big rapper. However, this made him an even bigger rapper because you have the president of the United States talking about you. So, you know, the worst case scenario, he gets put in prison for two years, right? The the best case scenario is he gets let off, comes back, and now is sitting down doing every interview on the planet because he's the biggest name in rap. Um, I, I think that, yeah, he's missing out on potential making money on on his tour right now. He's not going to venues. He's, you know, spending a lot of money on lawyers, but all of that will come back to him because everyone's going to want to talk to him the second he lands back in America.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, he's, I wonder if people are really pissed off at Trump for this. I, I wonder if he actually did make a call and try to make things right. Um, and again, it makes him look good in the African American community and the urban community. Um, but, it's, it's, it's going to work out for 21, uh, for, for, <laughs> Rocky. he's going to be okay. Like oh, it, he'll it be sucks. fine. And don't be wrong. It sucks. But I mean, if this happened in New York city, nothing would have happened. Nobody would have got arrested. Probably a lawsuit later on, but that's it. But when you go into another country, it's, it's a scary thing. I mean, you got to walk on eggshells a little bit yeah. and talk to, uh, some, ra- I talked to some people bad. Like, listen, like. It, it, it did get physical and other countries you go by other rules and you know it sucks, it's terrible but it's uh it's tricky. And then they have to do what they need to do to make themselves seem like a legitimate jurisdiction out there, you know, because it's so uh it's so magnified, it's so highlighted. You know, I called I remember at T M Z there was something happened and I called like there's something happened and I when I was you know, some incident happened, and I was told to call the police. And because there was press there a press involved, 10 police cars showed up within, like, seven minutes, which is so rare and hard in New York City. But I think people and the police get nervous when something happens because there's so, so many eyes on it that they have yeah. to make a strong stance on it. They have yeah. to make their presence shown, and that's what they're doing, it looks like, in this case. Well, I mean,
0: yeah. look at Paris Hilton. I mean, that was— when she was arrested and taken back in and all that kind of stuff, like they just wanted to make a, a, a public statement using her is really what it came down to.
1: Well, I'll tell you what the, 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 future story with the bodyguard getting hit, which is a tough video to watch. It's really a tough video. to Watch the, the bodyguard gets sucker punched and it's tougher to watch. First of all, I'll say this about future. In my opinion, from my experiences, He's not a good person. He's not a good guy. He's been never – not good to the fans. So something came along that you don't see on camera that started that whole thing. Either the bodyguard talked smack. uh, Future might have talked smack to these guys. They probably did ask for a photo. They probably answered him in a disrespectful way. Um, And, you know, but it's hard to see. They keep saying there's a rock. The guy hit him with a rock in the video. And I keep trying to look, and I can't see in his hand a rock. You know, And they tried to say that the video was uh, edited in some ways. I don't know. I think as a person, if I had a bodyguard and one of my guys got hit like that, I feel like in my heart, I would turn around and see if he's okay. And Future just walked off. I know yeah. that's not his job. That's what other guys paid to do. However, I feel like I would have had to help out or see if he's okay. I don't know if I would have fought back, but I'd stop him and help my guy real quick.
0: Yeah, just make sure he's all right. Even if, even if you just met him, even if he was a bodyguard that you hired that night, I still feel like you would stop and go, dude, are you all right? Like, let's check this out. Are you all right? Yeah. Weird. I agree. All right, um, well, we got to wrap this up. Um. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else I need to tell you. I don't think so, but... Uh,
1: I, I like these conversations when it's just me and you, because we don't get to talk like this. And I'm so- are we just fanboy over pop culture in Hollywood. So it's, it's, it's refreshing me to have those conversations. about well, I, I like
0: hearing all your crazy stories about getting high in buses and shit. Like <laughs> you live the weirdest life I've ever I've ever seen or heard about. So I love it. But
1: it's a strange world.
0: All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll be back next
1: week. We got a we got a guest next week, don't we? We do have a good guest. We got a very good guest. If you like Hollywood reporting, we have an OG. This guy. He's been around. He's one of the biggest Hollywood reporters in the world, um, and he's going to break some stories. And a crazy story about him, Donald Trump stole his girlfriend. We're going to get that and more. Donald Trump, the president of the United States, stole his girlfriend. We're going to get into that and more next week on the podcast.
0: All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. You know where to find us, at Adam Glenn or at Dax Holt on all social media hit us up let us know what you are liking what you're not liking and if you've got any questions for us we'll answer them on the next podcast later later